Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. We're joined this half hour by Steve Bryce, Chief Investment Officer at Standard Chartered Bank of Singapore Wealth Management. Talk about uh, the goings-on on the markets. And Steve... Not a lot of action on the markets today, and we had a rather tepid finish to U.S. equities as well. Uh, do you get a sense that investors are sitting on the sideline and waiting to see what the next Fed meeting brings, or is there something else going on? I think, obviously, you know, as we head towards year end, there's a little bit of you know trying to think what what's going to happen next year. So if you look at the, you know, just the, just the analyst and research community, you know, there's a, there's a bit of a lull always at this time as people are releasing their 2023 outlooks, and obviously activity is quite thin. You do, have, of course, have that FOMC meeting as well, um, or the, the the minutes of the meeting coming out this week, and I think that's going to be very important because, you know, until Friday, people were. Um, you know, getting increasingly comfortable that they'd, you know, slow the pace of breakouts just to a mere 50 basis points, which is still pretty rapid, but uh, obviously lower than the 75 basis points we've been used to. Uh, and then we had obviously, uh, you know, one Fed president coming out and saying, well, 75 is not off the table. So I think that's led people to be a little bit cautious and try and figure out whether we are still in the in the peak Fed expectation rate expectations, as we expect, or whether there's actually going to be another leg higher in, in rate expectations into Q1 next year. Yeah, we did hear from uh, Raphael Bostic at the Fed. He's favouring a, a slower pace of increases, uh, trying to engineer mm. that soft landing. So do, do you feel that that landing pad is starting to shrink by the day? What's your base case in terms of avoiding a recession? Um, so, yeah, so we, we have a you know, 75% probability of recession in the US next year. Um, you know, if anything, that's rising. We've seen since we, we sort of published that, we've seen the inversion, obviously, of the three month and 10 year part of the yield curve as well, which, all, you know, has a perfect track record for predicting recessions. Um, so, uh, you know, it does look like we're heading for a recession. I think the key question now for investors is, is this going to be a mild one? Uh, and, and therefore, you know, largely priced, to be honest, equities are all, you know, peak to trough, we're down 27%, which is an average recession uh, for equities, or we're going to see something a bit more sinister, which could mean we could have a, a last leg lower. Yeah, what's next for the S&P, for example? Do you see us getting sustainably above 4,000 or are we going to be settling somewhere in the high threes? I think yeah, the, on, on the, 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 for us, probably there's still another leg lower, right? So, so you know, the central scenario is that, you know, we, we, we have a recession. Um, earnings are not, sorry, consensus uh, analysts are not uh, forecasting a recession effectively when it comes to earnings um, next year. So we probably see earnings uh, revisions going becoming negative, and that could lead to, uh, you know, lower equity prices over the course of the next three to six months before we form a bottom as the Fed pivots from hiking rates to ultimately uh, looking at when they're going to cut rates. That seems a distant prospect today, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but if we're looking over the next 12 months, that should be should be something we're looking for.
And uh, Steve, we just had Ed there running us through the latest COVID numbers out of China. 26,000 cases now. The Hong Kong CEO tests positive, now two deaths. Is this the moment where we really find out the truth about China's future COVID plans? Yeah, I think obviously, uh, I think we're getting, we were getting the sense that, um, you know, China did want to open up and, and, and reopen its economy, obviously, you know, as, as early as possible. And and, and then this is obviously going to be a challenging situation. Uh, to, remi- to me, it reminds me a bit of what happened in, in Singapore earlier this year when they announced a lot of the uh, relaxations and then COVID cases went up and, and the authorities here stopped easing uh, restrictions uh, or, or slowed down the easing of restrictions but didn't reverse course so it's obviously going to be interesting to see you know how china responds to this is we've seen a very strong rally in china markets you know in, in recent times asia as a whole is up 17 percent peak to trough uh, so trough to peak sorry um so from from that perspective this has obviously been a very important impetus to that so investors will be very uh, interested to see what the response is going to be so would your advice be to put money to work in China right now, or is it wise just to exercise a little bit of caution? So if we if we look at it from a 12-month perspective, you know, we, we, we're overweight um, Asia X Japan equities. Um, that's as much a dollar story as it is a China reopening, but obviously the China uh, policy and policy in this space does, does matter to that. I think, you know, if, if I was saying, do I deploy uh, capital into Chinese markets today after a 17% rally with this negative news coming out, I think I'd probably hold off doing so and look for better entry levels. Yeah, that dollar story is an interesting one, too, because we have seen the uh, offshore yuan weaken against the greenback. And that is the Bloomberg question of the day. Do you think that uh, dollar yuan has peaked for this cycle? Um, I think the answer to that is really has has the dollar uh, peaked um, yeah. so from, from you know, you know more broadly i think you know so the renimbi will probably track what happens at the, at, the, at the global level i mean clearly from you know we, we went to a, a you know an extreme sort of oversold condition in a very short-term um, basis so some sort of bounce was to be expected um i think you know if we have got peak fed expectations and we do see continued tightening elsewhere in the world um, then the dollar ultimately will will, will come lower, um, but it's too early to define that's going to be the case over the next um, next two months. I think you know what, what price action going into the end of the year is going to be really important to see whether we can extrapolate the recent weakness of the dollar uh, through the rest of next year. Yeah, and how about yields? We've seen yields pushing higher both for the U.S. ten-year, China ten-year yield moved higher last week as well. How much more room to run do you think there is there? I think as far as the U.S. 10-year, um, you know, we, we don't think there's a lot um, to go at all. In fact, we think we've already peaked as far as the 10-year yield is concerned, and that's on that um, peak U.S. Uh, interest rate expectations. Uh, so we think that, that you know, we may see five or five and a quarter in terms of the terminal rate, but ultimately we, we will come lower, obviously, as, the, as we head into recession. For China, it's a bit more nuanced, of course, because the economy there is in recovery mode, obviously, from a very uh, weak base at one point, um, and inflationary pressure haven't been have been subdued but are starting to tick up a bit so um it, it's a little bit harder to say i think you know probably we have seen the trough as far as um yields are concerned in china um but they're not going to go up very dramatically at the end of the day they, they need to support the economy so they do want to keep bond yields under control i just want to quickly get your thoughts on what's happening just across the causeway from you in malaysia mm-hmm. very interesting uh, election over the weekend um probably the worst outcome imaginable for markets though 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously you know, people like clarity. Investors hate uncertainty, right? And, and so they've got the most uncertain outcome they they, they, they can get. Obviously, the, the, now the focus will be on how quickly they can form a government. Obviously, there's pressure coming through for them to try and uh, you know decide how how to proceed today. I think that's probably maybe a little bit in the optimistic, but certainly the pressure is on. So I think investors were you know largely expecting this outcome. Um, but obviously, the, the the quicker it's resolved, and we know who's what the leadership's going to be for, for Malaysia, the better for investors. Yeah, the king giving uh, all parties involved until today to work it all out. Um, good luck, <laughs> Steve Bryce, Chief Investment Officer at Standard Chartered Bank of Singapore Wealth Management. Thanks so much for joining us today. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.